0: Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us on our Morning Tea with Jeffrey. My name is Jeffrey T. Fertiller. I thank you for your patronage, the audience support that we've received. So I thank you. Now, today's topic is like many that we have, where I look at a strategic topic and then we make some practical applications. Today's topic, if you follow me or the company page, Service Management Leadership, it's LinkedIn company page, you'll remember, you'll note that I've been on this, this soapbox where I beat the drum on the need for quantifying the cost of an outage for your organization. That organization can be just an IT group or it could be your entire company. If you're watching on video and you see me look to the side, it's because I have lots of notes. I have. This is going to be a statistic build, a uh, very informative discussion, and so I need my notes, as you might add, you might uh, guess. Considering every business is currently, or will be a service provider in the future, we have gone from a goods society where we deliver something tangent, tangible, physical, to a services society, we need to reflect that. Let me give you an example. Even our manufacturing, our retail, those are services. When you go to the shopping mall, has been a while, most of us may have forgotten what those are. There's service. There's the service is intertwined with the product so much that if we get bad service, we're like never going back there again. So think of every organization from a cert, as a service provider and they need to understand the cost of an outage. This is huge as it relates to the customer's view of value derived from the service. You think of a hospital, it's services, bank, financial services, their services. We are moving to a services society and we need to consider the customer's point of view. What does that disruption of service mean to them? How do you quantify it? Well, we're going to look at some things in this uh, brief episode and of uh, the morning tea with Jeffrey. It's part of our service management leadership podcast family, and I welcome your feedback. Let me start by telling you a story. Four years ago, my cable provider did something that has caused me to look for ways to replace them ever since. It's has been four years, and yes, I'm still holding on to this passionately. My family and I, we came home one Sunday from lunch after worship services to find a cable truck outside, parked outside our house. No big deal, I thought. Well, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. The next door neighbor was in the process of switching from their current cable provider, internet provider to the cable one. That's fine, no problem. The cable company outsources its last mile work to five different service providers for cost purposes. Let's spread it out. Let's make sure that we get good service. We'll play, you know, from the cable company's point of view, let's get five, we'll leverage them against each other for metrics and cost. I get it. Well, this particular day, the technician dispatch, plus you have to think who gets the call on Sunday, (laughs) It's usually not the best, the brightest. The the technician dispatched to hook up the neighbor's cable, sliced mine in the process, thinking it was the old uh, Internet for the, the neighbor. We had no Internet or phone for 72 hours. Three full days without Internet because of one mistake. I called. I talked to who I know in that company, couldn't get anywhere. And what did the cusp, what did the cable company offer me? So at the time my bill was roughly $60 a month. So the company offered me six bucks in credits, no less. The, the issue was it cost me thousands of dollars because I had deliverables due, that I had to push back, I had to move, I had to find alternatives. Think about the value to the customer for that service provided. This is the same for customers of every organization. They use your service because it provides a value to them and allows them to perform their roles at a higher level. The cable company saw the cost of outage as six bucks for that teeper tiller guy and the cost of sending another technician out, even though they probably just made the first company do it, right? Do it again. Hey, you botched it, go go fix it. So to them, their cost is probably six bucks. Isn't that much real? Isn't it much higher in all reality? because I'm looking for ways to uh, replace them. Anybody that asks me for a referral, you you can imagine what I tell them. And there's a cost, it's way more than the $6. So now let's look at some data. A Forrester research paper reported that of organizations that declared an outage, a disaster in the last five years, 38% of the respondents mentioned that they were not aware of the overall cost to their organization for that outage. I would argue that the other 62% had their estimates too low and we'll examine why in this uh, podcast. The research mainly started with Gartner in 2014. You'll see almost every paper, every article referenced this one piece that Gartner did in 2014. From Gardner's point of view, hey, that's awesome. You are the you are referenced in every work. How much better could it be? So Gardner was the first to report this cost of, cost of network downtime, as they called it, and they they put it at five thousand six hundred dollars per minute, fifty-six hundred dollars per minute, and extrapolating out to an hour you know, we can do the math, right? It's, it's a lot of money. It's still not enough though. I'm arguing that these numbers are all too low. They, in the Gartner study, even pointed to a research that Avaya, the network uh, switches, network, telecom provider, what they had done, their, their research. Because if you think about it, Avaya is trying to sell their stuff, and so they're happy to do research on the cost per outage for networking gear if you use their competitors. We get it, right? So Avaya estimated that hourly costs range from 140000 to 540000 This put it at $9,000 per minute. Another study by Vertiv, V-E-R-T-I-V, came up with the same number of $9,000 per minute. I'm here to argue that that number is way too low, way too low. Let's look at some big outages that you may or may not remember. In March of 2015, a 12-hour outage in the stores for Apple, so think of their Apple store location, cost the company $25 million. That's a 12-hour. And that $25 million is just it's usually revenue based, and so that's one of the factors I, I state for saying that these are too low. The twenty-five million is pretty big. In August of twenty sixteen, a five-hour outage in an operation center caused Delta Airlines to cancel two thousand flights, and an estimated loss of one hundred fifty million dollars. I'm going to argue that that's still way too light. If you think you had 2,000 flights that were canceled, if you remember this outage, it also stranded people because if you have a connecting flight, you know, if you're flying from New York to Chicago to Dallas, you get stranded in Chicago, you're irritated. You're very unhappy. But them canceling 2,000 flights isn't 2,000 people. It's 2000 airplane flights. Think about how much that translates and divided by the estimate of 150 million. 150 million is way too low. You all may remember this outage in March of 2019, a 14 hour outage Facebook had. It cost an estimated $90 million. And for my service management friends out there, you all may not have known, found in research, it, this outage that cost 90 million was due to a server configuration change. Think about all of the ways to get investment into your change management, service management process. When I talked about Delta Airlines a minute ago, an Asian airline called, and it goes in Australia, Asia, all throughout that region called Jetstar had an IT outage that impacted millions of people in 2019 as well. We've had some big outages. I even think about the LinkedIn one a few days ago, 15, 30 minutes. You think about how much they lost in lost revenue, how much they lost in whether you call prestige or brand, whatever it is, it's quite a bit, not to mention everybody going on other platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, complaining about LinkedIn. That's not good, not good. So Garvey had some stats on downtime in the manufacturing space. In 2016, the average cost of downtime across all businesses, manufacturing, was $260,000 per hour. Even more remarkable, that's in 2016. It was a 60% jump from 2014. In some industries, per Garvey, the cost is considerably higher. In the auto industry, downtime can cost up to $50,000 per minute, which equals 3 billion per hour. When they say automobile industry, think about those here in the US and Detroit that manufacture automobiles. An hour uh, lost time for them making automobiles is very expensive. Think about this. The true cost of downtime is unknown. Consultants per Garvey believe that 80% of industrial facilities are unable to accurately estimate their downtime. And I'm saying, I agree. And I think it's the same for IT organizations and everyone else, even you third parties, uh, service providers. And we'll talk about that here in just a minute. A common estimate is that factories lose anywhere between five and 20% of their productivity due to downtime. Take that on a personal note, like an office worker, You've seen the studies that if you get interrupted, even if it's a minute, somebody somebody comes in and they ask you a question, it takes you 23 minutes to get back on track. It's even more so on manufacturing, right? And then Garvey had one last stat that was really interesting to me. Human error caused 23% of unplanned downtime in manufacturing. That's two and a half times what it is in other sectors, I would say in IT, I think the numbers even higher. Why? You think of that uh, configuration change that that hit uh, that hit uh, Facebook. That's pretty large, and that's a human error. You think about. I know it. You know, it was pretty close to the issues. So I won't say very much, but I knew someone that wiped out a whole database thinking they were hitting the dev environment, and they hit the prod dev and test. That's a big outage for the business customers. And so when I think about all these numbers that I just threw out, I think they're all way too low. How many loyal customers did Delta lose? If I'm thinking of things just about an IT outage, remember that your business customers have options for service providers. If it's Internal IT, and you think your business customers have to use you, they don't. I've been places where the business customers just establish a AWS instance on from their personal credit card or or company credit card because it doesn't cost that much. I've been places where the IT org on the internal has different SLAs than they pushed off to their business, uh, their service providers. The world is changing fast and so it is time that we understand the cost of an outage and that we treat our service providers the same way we do internal. And here's a couple of scenarios and then we'll look into how to be prescriptive with this. If you are using many service providers like my cable company, you need governance around it to try to maximize and make sure that that kind of thing doesn't happen again. You also need follow through to ensure that your customers are are happy with their service. And not only the service of them delivering cable to my house, but the service that I in value, I feel perceived from that service, right? That's important. And when I take that a step further, I look at some of the aspects contributing to the cost of an outage. And so these can be thought of as organization-wide. So, you know, you have an app like Facebook. How, you know, how do you calculate the cost of this outage? Or you could think of it in just IT. But you think about how many small companies, how many medium-sized companies have an application on their phone that they, that they want all their customers to use. If that app is down, it costs you way more than you think it does. Let's use some scenarios and then we'll look into the cost of an outage. If you're a bank and your, custom, and your core systems, and you banking people know what I mean by that, it's like an ERP for keeping all the back of the house stuff up. If, you're, if that system's down, let's say for a day, and your customers cannot deposit or withdraw money and you cannot fund loans, it's going to cost you way more than the, 90, the nine thousand a minute. Imagine put yourself in the shoes of a newlywed couple. You know they've been married a little bit and they're wanting to buy their first house, and so they're trying to buy their first house. They have a plan. Hey, we're going to contract. We're going to buy it on this date, and so they show up to your bank to get the money to sign all the papers, and they can't. So now their contracts are awry. And what do they think about you and your bank? Do you think they're going to use your bank in the future? I'm not thinking so. Take that a step further because, you know, everybody can blame IT issues or technology issues or our vendor did this, but it rolls up to the company and their brand. They take this a step further. Even if we look at our Our customers, and from their lens, this is very expensive because they took off work. They had the excitement of signing these papers, and now they can't, and so they're unhappy. How about a hospital? How about because of technology, half of a hospital or a third of a hospital, they can't use those rooms. It's expensive because now surgeries can't be planned, and it's expensive the hospital because they can't fill those hours it's gonna be way more than these numbers people throw out. So let's look at some aspects contributing to the cost of an outage. You have lost revenue. And so I was recently helping an organization um, with some of their process stuff. I'll leave it at that. They're a software provider who also does uh, customer facing service. Their cost of an outage was just the credits that they offer their customers for those outages. I'm saying that's way too low because of think about what the cable company offered me. It's a drop in the bucket compared to the pain that I went through for utilizing that service. So we have loss of revenue. We have the labor cost to restore because if it's down for 12 hours, how much labor is my internal staff and I might bring on Consultants to help me get it back up. That has a cost. We also have recovery costs. According to a cloud radar article, more than half of all businesses need more than one hour to recover from a crashed application. So if you think of it, hey, it's just an hour downtime. And so it's whatever that is 9,000 times 60, 540 thousand, so half a million, you still need more than that hour to recover again. So if it's crashed for an hour, it's going to take you another hour just to bring it back up. So your cost is way more than the cost of it being down. You also have your indirect costs. And these are the ones that I want you to consider because nobody ever talks about. Everybody talks about the dollars, the cents, It'd be the euros, whatever currency you want to look at. How about the loss of brand reputation? How much reputation do you suffer if you show up on the, <laughs> the news? You know, you're in Europe and you show up on the BBC as having an outage or a, a data leak. That's crippling, isn't it, to your organization? Even if you're small, that is way more worth than the credits you're giving your customers back. How about your increased customer churn? just like myself and the cable company and I'm looking forward to replacing them. You have outages. Your customers are going to look to replace you as well. How many customers did Delta lose? How about the opportunity costs of downtime? Opportunity costs of the employee resources, both dollars and uh, their work, because they could be working on something beneficial to your company, but Now they're pulled out of bed, 3 a.m., something's down. We got to go fix it. So instead of the opportunity cost of rest and relaxation or even doing something productive, like, hey, we have this new enhancement that's going live this week, it's all thrown to the side. You also have your SLA penalties because you may have contractual obligations that have to meet certain thresholds. You may have government and regulatory fines. That happens frequently. You may have litigation costs and settlement fees. And lastly, stock price. Here's one for you that you may not have considered. A prominent bank recently experienced a two-day outage. Uh, you know, They had to have a subscription. They had to have all this stuff that, that fed into that was now out. It's usually through their core system. But they experienced a two-day outage their stock price dropped 2.3%. That's huge. And so that's a lot, because now you have the negative PR, the negative press of the outage itself, plus all the financial systems. So you know that 2.3% drop, put them on every business channels drop of the day, You know which ones went down and why. Imagine having that just repeated on a cycle where nobody wants to buy your stock because they don't trust you. That is a cost that needs to be considered. Given how many organizations underestimate the cost of an outage, it leads to underinvestment in service availability, service capacity, and service continuity, even service like security, service to secure this, the, your, your service that you're providing your customers. Those sound uh, interesting to you. Those are the uh, warranty processes in ITIL V3. But you think about if I underestimate the cost of an outage, if I think it costs me $200,000 an hour, but really these indirect costs make it a million an hour, it's going to lead me to underinvest in technology to reduce our outages. And not only technology. I have some takeaways for you because I, I did some research and I'm going to give you the prescription of how to help the situation. But when we talk about leaders under investing, the irony is these leaders don't want to talk about the, the cost of the downtime. It's painful to them because you think they have to admit, yes, we're down. Yes, it cost us this much. Where the positive side of it That should be talked about is we provide this much value. And so the cost of these outages is due to the value we provide. That's if the cable company would have offered me a month, I look at them positively because they say, hey, we want to compensate you for the value that you derive from our service. But getting back to this, there is irony because people don't, people want to talk about, oh, we're doing this new innovative thing. We're pushing these enhancements live. We're doing this positive, positive, positive without looking at it from the customer's customer's point of view and understanding what the cost of the downtime is to the customer and then rolling that upstream to them. The idea is that these are unplanned outages. So you can choose not to talk about them. You can choose to think we have this under control. You can take false comfort in how things are supposed to work because we have this technology that's engineered. Even if you have 100% redundancy, you can still have these unplanned outages. I don't want to mention them online, but I've been very up close with some that had this. And they had 100% redundancy and still experienced large outages and the leadership did not want to understand, understand from the customer, customer's point of view or from how do we get better? And that's the whole thing is this cost of the outage should drive you to how can we do things better? But let's, let's keep on going with this thought. This also, this lack of willing to talk about the cost of an outage or a downtime, it reflects, it reflects a lack of understanding of what the customer who is consuming your services and paying for it. You're, you should be wanting to understand what do they think is exceptional service, what is their expectation, and then you want to meet those or exceed them. And so, if you do not want to or you cannot talk about the cost of the outage, you're throwing, you're telling the customer, I really don't care. I really don't care what your feelings are about my service, whether they're valuable or not. And you all know this. This is not earth-breaking, or shattering We're coming to a time where customers are being included in decision-making at almost every level, and they're now, now starting to expect it. If you think about it, more people want a voice, maybe not a vote, but a voice in decisions than ever before. We as a society are now expecting a certain level of customer satisfaction. You can call it an NPS score. You can call it CSAT. You can call it XLA, experiential level objectives or agreements. But we are moving quickly to a day where that's all going to matter even more. So let's talk about it. I think the problem statement is threefold. It's threefold. So number one is we need to figure out how to prevent outages and reduce the downtime of each outage. Seems reasonable, right? Number two, we need to understand how to calculate the outage, cost of the outage, all of that sort of thing. And number three, we need to understand how to remain continuous during an impactful event so it doesn't become an outage. Those are our three um, parts of our problem statement. We need to, just to repeat, prevent outages and reduce the amount of downtime, how to calculate the outage, the cost of the outage, and three, how to remain continuous during an impactful in, event, impactful time so it doesn't become an outage. So let's look at this. So if we look at how to prevent outages and reduce downtime we have three main ways that we can do that as well. First of all, I would argue that you need to invest, you need to mature, you need to strengthen your service management program. Here's why. We talked about Facebook change management, right? They it costs them $90 million to have a weak change management program. You can buy a lot of change managers for that. You can get all you want. You want to have a strong change management program so you understand the risks. Number two, you want to have a strong incident management so that you can reduce your mean time to restore service and you can start doing things in a methodical, standardized way. Number three, problem management. You need to have root cause analysis. You need to have post mortems. So you can understand what this outage cost, what drove it, how do we reduce it in the future? Number four, which I think is very important as well, event management, we need some early detection when things aren't going well. Things are going sideways, we need to know about it quickly so we can get as many people involved and address it as quickly as possible. And lastly, configuration management, CMDB, we need to understand how all of the aspects of this service fit together. That's a great way to reduce the time of the outage as well as prevent it. So now let's look at how to calculate an outage. There is no set formula. The ones you see out there are very flawed. I would not recommend using them. That gets to the point where you have that underinvestment in infrastructure operations by your leadership because they take this flawed lower number and they invest to that level. But if you go off of the premise that it's much higher, you need to understand that that means investments higher too, right? So if there's no set formula to calculate the cost of an outage that works for all organizations or even all industries within all the Think about, can you take two banks and think that their variables are the same? No. And so, because they have different thresholds, different customer bases, think about the different levels of risk tolerance per organization. But if somebody tells you that there is a one size fits most, they are misleading you purposely or not, because there's not. There are so many intrinsic costs that make up the cost of an outage formula that you can't apply it. You cannot apply it from one organization to another. That's why we at Service Management Leadership are doing all this research because we think this is important to you leaders. We can help you calculate the cost for your organization, which is a different calculation than it is for someone else. You cannot take one to the other. I think this is important topics. We need to have these conversations out in the open. We need to understand. And that's why at Service Management Leadership, we want to be involved. And the last one is we need to have a strong and mature business continuity and disaster recovery program, including plans, testing, all that. This is the way we take an impactful event and remain continuous for our customers. The only reason to remain continuous during an event is so that you can continue to provide that service to your customers. That's what matters, right? And so this is another area where service management leadership excels. We had clients that had no issues during this pandemic and were able to transition to a work from home with technology without issue. happy to give references, but if your organization struggled during this pandemic, think what it would do during a data breach or something else. And so I look at these three problem statements as opportunities that service management leadership has to provide value to you and your organization. My last question is to you leaders, how does your organization calculate the cost of an outage, either organization-wide or in IT. I would love to hear your feedback. Feel free to reach out to me. I would love to have those discussions. And I thank you for being a part of this podcast, listening to me uh, on a soapbox about the cost of an outage. But I think this is a big topic for most leaders, most leaders of IT, most leaders of every organization let me throw this one piece to you. We're talking a lot about technology. But every company, whether manufacturing or banking or hospital or financial services, whatever it is, they are more leveraged on technology now than ever before. And they will be even more leveraged on technology a year from now than today, maybe even twice as much, right? Think about all the fintechs that are popping up in the banking industry to provide value. But if you are leveraged on technology, the cost of an outage is high, much higher. The other thought is, in closing, for you to think about, how are you going to address it with your service providers, your external service providers? How are you going to address the cost of an outage with them. You need to have it in the contract because we all know when you deal with service providers, everybody goes back to the contract. It doesn't matter the handshake agreements. If we can remember what handshakes were, it doesn't matter any of that. We need to make sure the cost of an outage is implicit and explicitly described in the contracts. Let that simmer for a while for you. If you're a service provider, you need to be thinking about it because your customers are. If I'm a customer, I am. I'm going to say, no, you're not just giving me a credit. If I'm using your FinTech app to be able to help my bank do better, I don't want a credit. I want the value that I derived back out of that. Be thinking about that. And so as we close, I ask every time that you consider service management leadership a partner in these areas or others, even if it's an advisory or thought partner. But also I want to connect with you. I want to understand your needs because every organization is different and every leader is different. And so I, I enjoyed the conversations I have with other leaders as I try to understand where they are and where they want to go. So please follow us on LinkedIn, subscribe to us on YouTube or our podcast channels, Apple, Spotify, Google, Anchor and help us get the word out because these are conversations that organizations are not having and we would love to help. Just like the conversations we had last week of how to accelerate digital transformation in the power of one degree, organizations need to be having these conversations. So I thank you all for your time. This is Jeffrey t tiller and I hope you have a great, great rest of your week. Bye.